Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the word. And uh, here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you have not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I will ask you to please visit all podcast platforms that you can find. You'll find us there, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, even on our website, that's Bible In-Depth Network. If you go there, you'll be able to find everything there. It's like a one-stop center. All about the network, you'll find it there. You'll find live radio where you can listen through the radio. You can also find a prayer room. We have a 24-7 live stream uh, of worship and prayer that you can be able to find there. Uh, we have radio dramas that we've done, kids' publications, 3D publications, uh, graphical Bible stories, everything you'll find it there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you. Even the podcasts, you'll find them there. And uh, there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. And uh, if you're out there today, I want you to know that God can speak to you. He has given us his spirit within us and he speaks to us. So, at all times, when you want to hear from God, he's there. You can hear from him. And uh, we are right now handling the book of Ezekiel. We've done 33 chapters. And uh, today, I want us to continue with chapter 34 of the book of Ezekiel. And it starts by saying, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds. Now, the shepherds of Israel, they are not talking about the people who take care of the sheep hmm? in the field. They are not talking about the farmer or the rearers. They are talking about the shepherds in the spiritual sense. Yeah, When they are talking shepherds of Israel, they are talking about the leaders, those who lead the people. Those who lead spiritually, yeah, those who take care of the spiritual sense, the spiritual aspect of the people of Israel. And those are the ones that now God has turned to to speak. Prophecy is coming out to these shepherds, to these pastors, to these leaders, to these apostles, to these bishops, to the priests. Yeah, and the message is coming out to them. And he says, thus says the Lord God, woe, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Now, what was happening, these pastors, I'll use the word pastors because we will understand it better. All these priests in Israel were feeding themselves, not the flock. They were taking care of themselves, not the flock. They were getting wealthier. Hmm? And it is all about themselves, not the flock. And I know as I speak this, it's a prophecy to the uh, Israelite uh, shepherds, but it does apply even to us today. That as leaders, where do we put our focus? 
Is it on the wealth that we create for ourselves? Is it on the wealth that we create for our families, our households, and we forget the people? Do we ensure that we have food on our tables, but then don't care if the flock have food to eat? Because it's mandate to us, feed the hungry. Not only the spiritual sense, but even the physical. And uh, there's lots of discussions that happen about what Jesus tells us to do. Take care of the poor. Is it possible that I can have food to eat as a shepherd and I have flock that come to me and I just pray for them and send them away when I know they do not have food to eat? That I have fed myself, but I do not feed them. Being a shepherd is not a simple joke. Even the, those who used to take care of sheep, the real uh, native shepherd, he would make all effort to make sure the sheep have pasture to eat. And it's not just about the spiritual bit that you have preached to them, you have taken them through an, an entire overnight. No. There goes down to a point where you have to provide physical food. Buy food and let it be at wherever it is. It may be at the church that they can come and pick and eat. Now he's asking them here, should you not feed the flock? It could be a question in the spiritual sense, but it also applies in the physical sense. Yeah, Because for somebody who is very hungry and they've not eaten for a day or two, yes, you might preach to them, but that is not the need. The need is food. You need to feed them. They need to eat and get something in their body. That's the reality of life. So he's saying the shepherds, the pastors, the leaders, the priests, the apostles, the prophets of their time, they are feeding themselves. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves in the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Hmm? You get the best of all. You pick out the best of all. You live the best life. Yeah? You have the best food. You wear expensively. Now, this is uh, something that can hit us greatly as leaders today, as pastors today, as shepherds today. Yeah? That you look magnificent. You dress in the best way there is. You have the high life, but how does the flock look? Yeah, we may say they don't work hard enough, but you're the shepherd. And the shepherd makes sure that the flock have to look good. The shepherd makes sure the flock have everything they need. That's the native shepherd of Israel. He will do everything. Sometimes he didn't even sleep because it was supposed to be the sheep that are having all that they need. He would protect them. If it was looking for food, he would find it. If it was looking for water, he would find it. We did, uh, I think, four or five good episodes on uh, Psalms 23. And you need to go and check it out. Yeah, If you go back to the podcast we did in Psalms 23, five of them about a shepherd. And you get the real role of a shepherd. Yeah? And that's what he's coming out to say, that you're not doing those things. You eat the fat. 
you dress expensively, yet your flock are perishing. As hard as this might be, that's the fact. And he goes on and says, those who are sickly, you have not strengthened. The diseased, you have not healed. Ha! How tough that is. Disease among the sheep. You as a shepherd, there is a part to play. There is prayer to make. Not to just look at them and say, ah, that's it. Yes, pray for them. Go and seek the Lord on their behalf. That's what he's saying here, that you're not doing all that. Because the people come and ask you to pray for them to be healed. And you have to do that. You have to pray for them. You don't send them away. Sometimes uh, you witness um, some church services on TV and uh, preacher is calling. It's a healing service. And the preacher calls people to get healed. Then he sends some away. He says, I didn't call you exactly. I wanted the one who has this particular problem, not you. You have to pray for them. They are diseased. They need your prayer. You touch them and pray. You seek God on their behalf. Sometimes you'll have sleepless nights in the presence of God, seeking God on behalf of the sheep. Yeah, because when they are sick, you have to pray for them. Now, these shepherds here, he's saying, you've not strengthened the sick. People who have emotional needs, yeah, those are also people who need strengthening. They could be sick emotionally. And you don't give time to them. They need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to strengthen them. They need somebody to listen to them. So that they pick strength, that you speak words of strength into their life. And here he says, those you've not catered for. Yet you are the shepherd. Yet you are the pastor. Yet you are the leader. Yet you are the apostle. You are the prophet. And whatever words that we use. Now, they are sick. They have emotional imbalances. They are stressed. They are depressed. All that is the role of a shepherd that you have to make sure that you help them out. Some issues, yes, may be uh, so high and critical and it's a, a big, probably mental issue. You do a role. You go and find help for them. It's not easy to be a leader. It's not easy to be a pastor. It's not easy to be a shepherd. That's why it's a great role that, you know, these days we, we have so many. We have so many. And everyone, this one is a pastor, this one is a pastor, this one's a prophet, this one's an apostle, this one is a bishop. But it's not just about the title. There is work that comes with it. And as far as the people of Israel are concerned, they were not putting in the work. They were just holding the title. There are people to feed. There are people to clothe. There are people to take care of. It's not just about picking the money out and looking good and eating well and driving rich. No, there is work to put in. There is time to give the people. There are sick people to strengthen. There are depressed people to talk to. There is help that you need to advance to the people that you lead, to the flock that you lead. And he's telling them here, you have let the sickened 
lose more strength. Actually, they are not even gaining strength. They are just losing more because every time they want to come and talk to you, you're running for a meeting. Every time they want to come and speak to you, you are, you're busy attending to something else. You're pushing their appointments. You're sending them to another person. No, you talk to brother so-and-so. Yet, it is your mandate. It's not easy to be a leader. It's not easy to lead people spiritually because that drains your life and you have to be ready and willing to go through such a circumstance, to go through such a life, to be able to go and pick from the source. Every day you go and refresh yourself and renew yourself. Go find quiet time with God and refill because they drain. Spiritual affairs drain. People drain. And you need to refill. So he's saying to them here, the diseased you have not healed. You've not prayed for the sick. You've not touched them. You've not spoken life into them. Yes, sometimes you pray for people and they don't get well. But oftentimes when you do, they do. Pray for them. Leave the healing to the Lord, but do your duty. If you don't pray for them, then they will not be healed. That's what they are trying to say here. The diseased you have not healed because you've not even bothered to pray for them. You've not attended to their needs. And it's not even just about physical sickness. There are things that capture people and they are diseased. Things like witchcraft. You pray for them and set them free. When they are set free, they are healed. There are addictions that captivate people. Addictions with drugs. Addictions with pornography. Addictions with alcohol. All sorts of addictions that people have. And these addictions eventually cause them to be sick. It's your role. You have not healed the deceased. He's telling the prophets, the pastors. And he says, the broken, you have not bound up. There are people who are broken in life. They've been broken in relationships. And they need your help. They've looked for you, shepherds, and they've not found you. They've looked for somebody to talk to, and they've not found them. So he says, the broken, you've not bound up. The scattered, you have not brought back. Nor have you sought for the lost. When he's talking about the scattered and the lost, where do we fare as a church? Where do we fare as leaders? When people fall, do we bring them back? When people fall, do we look at their lives and say, this is not good that has happened, but you need to get back to the Lord how do we treat them? In churches today, for people who fall, they are pushed away. Oh, that one drinks. They've fallen. They should get out of the choir. They should go away from the church for a while. Oh, that one got pregnant. They should get out of the church. They should get out of the ministry. They should go on a sabbatical somewhere, until, don't come back until you've given birth, because when you come back, uh, people will see you, and we shall be ashamed as a church. When people have fallen, when people have been scattered, when people have fallen and are lost, the shepherds would not seek them out. And God was telling them, why don't you seek the lost? Why don't you seek the lost? 
but we rather take care of those who are here with us, the many, and we don't seek the lost. Luke chapter 15, verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? We care because we have the hundreds that are still with us in the gathering. But when that one falls who got pregnant, we say let them go to the world. They have refused to obey God, so they have fallen. We forget about them. Yet here he's saying, you as a shepherd, go leave the 99 and go look for that one. We hate people who have fallen, yet we should love them and bring them back. Mandate over shepherd, mandate over pastor, mandate over leader. He is speaking to us. He is saying, don't do such things. When people fall, go and look for them. When people are scattered by life, you don't start saying so-and-so does not pray anymore. They fail. No, go and look for them. Go to that workplace if it's the place that is causing them not to come for, for the fellowship anymore. And look for them and say, what happened, my brother? Come back. Come back to church. Come back. Let's pray. Yeah, in that pit that they fell, you go back and tell them, come back. You don't hate the people that have fallen. Because, hey, you too can. And sometimes, if we put pressure and we are angry and we are uh, repulsive of the people that have fallen, and we are praising those that are still in the church and are staying there. Yet even those are perishing, right? Just that they don't live. But the things that are obvious, that are seen, are those that we are handling. Yeah, the pregnancies before marriage. Yeah, the, the drunkenness, the drugs. Those are the ones you push away because they are quite physical. But there are people who within them are experienced liars, experienced adulterers. And they sit there. And for us, we count that these are okay, yet they also need help. So he's telling the shepherds here, you've scattered. You've not sought for the lost. But with force and with severity, you have dominated them. Oh, this is a characteristic huh? for uh, many leaders you dominate them that they feel everything is about you you need to take care of the pastor's needs you need to take care of the leaders when the leader says this you need to rush even if it means you leave your home and you leave responsibility at home because of the leader you have this sort of a fear you create a fear of sorts I'll use that word that you dominate them that they cannot even make a decision However much, they have to even consult you. And that's why here we always say there's no limitation to revelation. Because Christians have disempowered themselves with the Holy Spirit within them. They have felt that they do not have any authority. They don't have any guidance. Everything you have to run to the leader. You have to run to the shepherd to make a decision on what food you shall eat for supper. You have to run to the shepherd to make a decision of what job you should go to. You have to run to make a decision about who you should get married to. If the pastor, if the shepherd, if the prophet, 
if the apostle has not spoken, I will not marry you. They dominate you. They have us, they take extreme, and this is not, we need to understand this, this um, the spiritual responsibility that a shepherd should have over their flock. But then there is something that turns into fear, that if we don't tell him, then we've sinned. He will be angry with us. Yet within you, you have the Holy Spirit. He will help you discern. Tell you that's a wrong choice. Don't go there. Yeah, You could pray but make a decision as well. And now the shepherds were dominating. They would speak and say, all of you, you need to bring your, your pay for this month. I need it with me. Those who don't bring it, you're in trouble. All of you need to bring all that you've gotten out of the fields. Bring all those sheep. Bring the goats. Bring everything. It belongs to me. As a leader, if you don't do that, you're not going to succeed. We feel sometimes that we hold the blessing of people, that people will not be blessed until you have spoken into their life. Ha, we take the place of God. God is the one who blesses. God is the one who prospers, not man. Seek God and you shall be blessed. Seek God and you shall find prosperity. That goes to us all. We need to know that. No man holds a blessing. It's God that holds the blessing. Serve God and you shall see him prosper you. Take you to another level. But then, some shepherds would dominate and say you will not prosper when you go out unless I have said so. That is the life of the shepherd that was happening. And this is the one Ezekiel is talking to. They were scattered for lack of a shepherd and they became food for every beast of the field was scattered. Now, this is another scenario. That people look for you and they can't find you, so they run out. Because you're not there anymore. And they run off. They're off to find somebody else. And when they run out, they meet those that kill them. They meet beasts of the field. You know, in the world we live in, there are all sorts of leaders. There are those who just take advantage of the flock. There are those who take them into rituals. And when you, who God has given, who God has blessed, who God has picked out to lead his people, when you are not around, they end up in the hands of the wrong ones. They end up in, in, in churches that are ritualistic. They end up in places that are going to claim their lives and they are lost in doctrine. Because when they looked for the leader, he was not there and they were scattered. My flock wandered through all the mountains and on every hill, high hill. My flock was scattered all over the surface of the earth and there was no one to seek, to search or seek for them. The people of Israel here, they are talking, they were waiting for guidance all these years. We have years where there is a spiritual emptiness, where there is no direction, where we don't find any thing being spoken about the scripture standing, the spiritual standing of Israel. Reason, the leaders were doing their things. The shepherds were not caring. So people would go on the mountains and start worshipping, create high places there and start worshipping other gods that they felt probably this is a solution. Because everything that they had told them to do, they were not doing anymore. The priests were not making sure that they read the word to them. 
Yeah. That goes down to us as well. Do we do the things God has told us to do for our flock? Do we teach them the word? Do we speak about things that matter? Do we talk about, encourage them to pray, getting into the presence of God? Because when we don't do that, there is a spiritual emptiness that causes them to go out on the mountains and seek other solutions. And then they will start to do things that don't honor God. Why? Because we do not take care of them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord. He's now saying, you've not done all these things, but as I live, surely, because my flock has become a prey, My flock has even become food for all beasts of the field for lack of a shepherd. Because you, the pastor, is not there. You, the apostle, is not there. You, the priests, are not there. You people have abandoned my people because you've done that. And my shepherds did not search for my flock, but rather the shepherds fed themselves. They got rich. They got fat. They got wealthy. They drove the right cars, built the right houses, did everything else in These ministries that I gave them and forgot about my people. Since they did that and did not feed my flock, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Behold, I am against the shepherds. That is hard to take. I am against the shepherds. I am against the pastor. I am against the apostle. I am against the prophet. I am against these people that lead. And I will demand my sheep from them. And make them cease from feeding my sheep. So the shepherds will not feed themselves anymore. But I will deliver my flock from their mouth. So that there will not be food for them. He tells them, because of what you've done. I'll take them out of your control. I'll take them out of your control. And I'll find hope for them. It's not easy to lead God's people. And if you don't, there's a repercussion. This he tells them, Ezekiel tells them, those of Israel, that he's going to take them away from you. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. He's saying, I myself will search for my sheep. I myself, I'll go out and look for them. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day when he's among his scattered sheep, so I'll care for my sheep and I'll deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I'll bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land. And I'll feed them on the mountains of Israel by the streams and in all inhabited places of the land. I'll feed them in a good pasture, and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel. There they will lie down on good grazing ground and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I'll feed my flock, and I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, he says. I'll take it upon myself. I will seek the lost. Bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. 
And he goes on and says, I will feed them with my judgment. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will judge between one sheep and another, between the rams and the male goats. Is it too slight a thing for you that you should feed in the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pastures, or that you should drink of the clear waters that must foul the rest with your feet? As for my flock, they must eat what you tread down with your feet and drink what you fall with your feet. Thus, therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and with shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns until you've scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will deliver my flock, and they will no longer be a prey, and I will judge between one sheep and another. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them, and he will feed them himself and be their shepherd. He brings a message of hope. John chapter 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Who is that they're talking about? They're talking about Jesus himself. They're talking about Jesus here. He's called, of course, here they say my servant David, but he's in the line in that line, so he's mentioned as that. This is Jesus being talked about here, that he will come. He will come. He's the good shepherd. He's the one shepherd that does not break down. The one shepherd that does not lead astray. The one shepherd who will remain and does not let go of his flock. He leaves the 99 and looks for one. That's what he did for you and me. He left everybody else and came and sought us out. There where we had fallen. There where we had gone without knowledge. He looked for us and picked us. That's the love of Jesus that he placed toward us, me and you, and said, you are mine. That's the shepherd here. And he's saying the priests, they were appointed. Or they came from the line, these priestly lines and all that. But still they did not care for the flock. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a shepherd. He will feed you. He will not just be about himself. He will feed you. He will be your shepherd. And this God has done. He's given us a shepherd. Jesus has come. And he did what nobody else could do. He gave his life for the sheep. He died for your sins. That you may be free. That you may be set free. And these lots that we enjoy in Christ. He has given us his Life. He gave his life for you and me. That we may live and not die. We were sinners. We were hopeless. Everything was messed up. But Christ came and died because all these earthly priests did not matter. They did not care. And I want to let you know today that it doesn't matter what your life seems like today. And you've sought help and not found it. Jesus is there. Jesus can heal. Jesus will restore. He will come and pick you from that pit that you have been thrown into and lift you up. And he will walk with you. doesn't matter how much you've fallen. And they've chased you out of the church saying you do not belong here anymore. Jesus says, come. I'm your shepherd. It doesn't matter how much they've said you don't matter anymore. All that you've got pregnant, so leave. All that you sinned, so leave. He comes 
and looks for you who has been scattered, you who has been pushed away, and says, I am your shepherd. For those that have been forgotten, he is your shepherd. For those that have been pushed away, he is your shepherd. And he will hold you together. So he says, I am giving you that shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will make, will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and eliminate harmful beasts from the land so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in their season. There will be showers of blessing. Also, the tree of the field will yield its fruit and the earth will yield its increase and they will be secure on their land then they will know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bars of their yoke and have delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They will no longer be a prey to the nations and the beasts of the earth will not devour them, but they will live securely and no one will make them afraid. I will establish for them a renowned planting place and they will not again be victims of the famine of the land and they will not endure in the insults of the nations anymore. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. Then they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them. And they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men. And I am your God, declares the Lord. He promises to Israel that don't worry. I'll come and do this myself. The priests have failed. And I'll give you a blessing. I'll prosper you. I'll show you a new life. Somebody is out there and you feel alone. Today I want to let you know that there is a shepherd. There is a good shepherd who lost his life for your sake. For him he does not abandon. For him he feeds you. He does not leave you sick. He heals your disease. He strengthens the weak. He takes care of you. He is Jesus. And somebody might be there and you've been looking for hope from all places. You've sought for hope from men. Today is an opportunity to enter a relationship with the one who does not leave, the one who does not disappoint. And take that today and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He will help you. He leaves the 99 and seeks for the one that is lost. He is the one that will seek for your life and bring hope to your life. Just say these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Restore my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Walk with me. Thank you for joining us today. I pray the Lord blesses you and prospers you in all things. We love you. And may God bless you.